So this is Niles Brown, and this is my podcast for MSAL 640 for Dr. Mullins, and this is my um, kind of human resources podcast for uh, assignment three. So for this podcast, I think, uh, you know, I did, did some research, you know, looking at some of the lectures we had, you know, talking about uh, human resources. And I think something that I want to focus on, you know, it's somewhat personal, you know, I have a great way to kind of you know, anecdote it and tie it in with some uh, a personal story of kind of some recent stuff I just had going on and how how it's important to understand how you treat your employees and how you work with them, but also how, you know, you make them feel beneficial and how, you know, they feel like they have a place to go if things are going right or if they have questions. So um, well, yeah, we'll just start from there and then we'll kind of, you know, tie everything back in as we uh, move, move along. So um, just moving on from there, you know, we'll go ahead and just kind of start um, with the story of, um, you know, obviously I'm going to keep this all anonymous and, you know, it's it's not a situation where you know, I'm trying to call someone out or, you know, you know, make someone look bad. But it's a great way for me to reflect on a situation that was in that ties in perfectly to this assignment, you know, in terms of human resources and management, how to how to deal with your employees and or con- quote unquote contractors. So, um, previous organization I was um, working with and working through, uh, I was contracted out to was as a uh, soccer trainer in a facility, that uh, an indoor uh, training facility uh, here. Um, it's all over the United States, but there's a lot of um, facilities, mainly, uh, mainly based out here in Georgia. And it's, it's fantastic job. I, I loved the training and, you know, working with all the different tools and equipment I was given. It was great, you know, working inside. And, you know, it was a great way for me, you know, move, just moving back here to Georgia after school, you know, to get right back into training and still being involved with the game. So it was a, it was a great gig. I picked it up quick. I, I was really good at it. I moved, I, we didn't really have ranks, but, you know, I moved up as one of the top trainers really soon. You know, after about half a year, you know, you know, I was up there, you know, getting lots of hours, lots of sessions, you know, working a lot, you know, specific, specific requests for my training. All that sort of stuff. So, you know, everything's going good. And then kind of just moving along, I just started to know some nitpicky things that, and I wasn't necessarily sure what they were. And obviously now having the knowledge that I had, essentially our, on the front, everything was running great, but behind the scenes in terms of human resources and marketing, all that sort of stuff was very poorly managed. And it unfortunately took a toll on the trainers as, and the people, as they were having to deal with stuff that human resources should have been dealing with in terms of, you know, recruiting, orientation, training, development, all that sort of stuff, you know, health and safety, even, you know, labor relations, knowing, you know, or workers' rights, all those sorts of things. Um, us as trainers, we were having to deal with that and come to that and show that to them. And obviously for us, you know, that's, you know, as trainers, why, why would we want to deal with that? You know, that's something that we feel like we shouldn't even have to deal with. So, you know, and it was, you know, obviously the hiring, you know, in terms of, you know, which kind of bounce with kind of the, some of the main ideas of uh, HR and kind of tied into this story is, you know, the hiring process was great. It was straightforward and a little different because of COVID and everything like that. So I'm not sure if that has something to do with the kind of how, as I, you know, how kind of broken some of the steps were, you know, it wasn't very standard, you know, I got the job in a very odd way, you know, I applied, you know, when I was still in school, just because I thought it was interesting. I knew I was going to be back in the area. Didn't hear anything back for months, 
and out of nowhere they said, hey, you still want this job? You know, we're still looking for, you know, high-level trainers. Just come by the facility, do a quick interview, and, you know, we'll go from there. I was like, okay, you know, you know okay, that's fine. So did that, had the interview. All that went great. And then, you know, like I said, obviously for our job, we, you know, we... We have a kind of selective area, you know, where we need, you know, people have played at high levels, male or female, you know, we, you know, obviously we cannot discriminate, but, you know, we train boys and girls, so, you know, we always like to have a good mix of trainers. Interesting enough, there wasn't, at my time there, there wasn't a female trainer, which, you know, was an issue. If they weren't coming to apply, they weren't coming to apply, but I don't think our, our HR team and hiring team did a good job of going out and making those things available, nor did they make it seem like an environment where they would want to be there. So that's another story. But I think the biggest thing that, you know, in terms of um, human resources and, you know, looking back at this, what we talked about over the past couple of weeks is just, I was given my contract as a trainer and a um, contractor you know, I made sure I took copies of it. I laid it all out. I had my mom look at it, who has a background in um, law and, um, you know, did law school. So she was able to, you know, make sure everything was legit, made copies of everything. I made sure I didn't sign any of the documents that weren't necessary. You know, I had very basic job analysis and description. Like I said, everything was going great. About six months in, these things just boom, one after another started happening in terms of, oh, you need to do things this way. Or, oh, you know, in your job description, you know, you got to do this or you might have to do that. And I'm, and I'm looking back and I was like, you know, as a contractor, you know, I'm contracted to do these things. None of this was told to me or, you know, I never had meetings about a lot of stuff in terms of changing things up or you know, having to hit certain hour goals or all these sorts of different things. So I'm, I'm confused, but you know, I'm like, okay, I'll go with it. You know, it is what it is. You know, I get it's a business. Unfortunately, that was to my detriment as I realized I was giving them power over me and I wasn't actively, you know, seeking out our HR person who wasn't very readily available we never had one on our facility it was all you know remote so if you needed to reach our hr you had to be through phone or email once again i think that's another issue um within the facility and something that should have you know kind of been uh shortened and you know made easier for the trainers so you know i had people coming up to me telling me to do this that and i'm you know it wasn't until you know i had a conversation with my mother and she explained you know the you know, in terms of my rights I have as a contractor compared to an employee. And, you know, they're trying to get me to sign these different paperwork. And, so, you know, I'm taking it back to my mom. Like, I don't know what these are. Why are they trying to have me sign it? Like, well, you know, what's going on? So it's important that, you know, that I understood and I was able to figure out that in the interview and the hiring process and, you know, the different training methods and things like that and how my job description Everything was so basic, and they did a very poor job of, over time, you know, educating me on, you know, I had a great, you know, trainer um, and mentor when we first started who taught us so much and did such a great job. Both those people were gone within a few months of me working there, so after that, I received very little more training and um, kind of preparation for things to come forward in the, forward, in the future, so, you know, at that point, I was, okay, I'll figure it out on my own. I started you know, teaching myself how to do things within the facility because no one else was showing me how to do it. You know, I was helping around, you know, doing all these different things and doing it myself because that's what I needed to do to, you know, keep performing my job. But I would have to do it on my own time when as a contractor, I'm paid, I was being paid per session. Now I wasn't salary based. 
which was communicated to me through our um, facility manager and our HR that we you know we were but hours. So I was doing things off the clock, quote unquote, off the clock on my own time about that job that should have been you know taught to me and showed to me and trained to me. I was doing it on my own kind of own dime, own time. But you know I did it and I didn't mind it because it's what helped make me make money. So. You know, and it's this time, you know, thinking, you know, unfortunately, you know, it just ended in me having to step away as I felt, you know, the direction they were going and the things that, you know, all the kind of complaints I had in terms of, you know, me having to do stuff and teach myself things and, you know, them, you know, questioning my ability and stuff like that. And, you know, not really listening to trainers and, you know, I'm trying to, you know, seek out help and, you know, talk to HR and they're making it difficult for me, all that sort of stuff. So I just decided to step away. But it was a great lesson for me, you know understanding how, you know, I have to understand my right as a worker and, you know, whether it's contract, you know, know the difference between a contractor and employee, making sure, you know, I'm looking at information that's given to me with some managers, HR, you know, going over my contract, looking what looking at what's clearly state uh, stated, you know, making sure I understand, you know, this is what I'm here to do. You know, don't let, you know, don't, don't let them overstep their boundaries, but also make sure, you know, don't you know don't be scared to go to hr and you know make sure that they're you know handling the people above you because there's only so much you can do below them but if you go to the people above them that's when the kind of hammer comes down and i wish i had kind of did that earlier and you know kind of called them out and you know made sure they were you know doing their job and holding up their end so like I said, it was a great life lesson for me it was a great you know it's a great story and i'm glad i was able to apply to this hr kind of aspect we went over through in the past week but you know it's you know kind of tie everything together it's you know, like I said, you just need to know you know who you're as a worker, who's training you, what's coming in the future, who you're, what your HR is, is it on site, is it off site? You know, how quickly can you reach them? You know, what does your contract say? What is your, you know, what does it say as an employee? You know, what did you sign? What didn't you sign? Make sure all those kind of ducks are in a row, so when things start to kind of go south or you need to start to change things, you can properly lay out, you know, each section at a time. All right, so we'll just wrap it up there, and um, we'll go from there. Uh, thank you.